This is Country 104. Uh, okay, here we go. Good morning. Country mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104. Call out Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a little bit of a background. So he posted a couple of days ago. He said, let's try something new today. Instead of arguing in the comments, let's share a program to retain, uh, to, ret- uh, to retrain uh, minors that, we, that we've read about. So let's give each other uh, hope. I'll start. So he posted a video of himself. And it was just like, it was just a little fun thing that he posted about how he's been, you know, governor of California and how, you know, Donald Trump is is doing all these things in the United States and it's not really going the way a lot of people wanted it to. And someone commented, and this is what they said. So after he made like, a, Arnold Schwarzenegger basically tried to make a little like funny video where he had a little bobblehead of, of Trump and he was like, hey, Trump, blah, blah, blah. He tried to make a funny video basically. And some person commented back. Guy's name is Thomas. And he told, and he posted on his site, he says, stick to lifting and making movies. Snowflake is a title you do not want. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger saw it and he responded. And this is this is what he responded with. Imagine, A, you even said something to a guy like this. And secondly, he saw your comment, responded to you, and said this. I never mind picking up new titles. Mr. Universe. Mr. Olympia, Terminator, Governor. If you want to call me Snowflake, that's fine. It would have been a fantastic Mr. Freeze line. Hilariously, he played Mr. Freeze in Batman movie. Let me give you some advice. If you're going to call someone a snowflake because they believe in a different policy than you, you might want to look in the mirror. When you see an idea you disagree with, you can get angry or you can learn. I'd recommend you research and learn and grow. You can still disagree. And that's the best part about being American, exclamation mark. But at least you can disagree with evidence and analysis. We can all be better if we don't simply react. Pause, reflect, learn, and then decide if you still want to call someone a snowflake. Good luck with everything. Isn't that just the greatest response? Like, imagine you're calling out a guy who could barely speak the language He was in, I don't even know where he was, moved to the United States, got famous for lifting weights, then became a movie star, despite the fact that nobody really understood what he was saying, right? Makes Terminator, makes all these blockbuster movies, becomes one of the biggest stars, does all of that, and then goes, you know what? I'm not done yet. I'm going to go be governor of California, and he becomes a a politician on top of everything else that this dude has accomplished, and you're going to try and chirp him like that. I don't know. I just, I love his story because he's one, because he just, he overcomes so much. And he goes on and he crushes it. And everyone, by the way, afterwards was commenting after his comment saying like, ooh, Thomas was terminated by thoughtful discourse. Brains over brawn from the Terminator, dot, dot, dot. Arnold wins the internet for the day. Country 104. Fred Kissel did the national anthem for a game that was filmed back on February 14th. When he was a guest of the Pittsburgh Penguins in the city of Pittsburgh, he wore a Sidney Crosby jersey and sang the anthem. Because normally, as the national anthem singer, you wear the jersey of the home team, the team that invited you to go sing the national anthem. Well, so Brett Kissel got a message from Jordan Eberle. If you don't know who that is, he's a former player of the Edmonton Oilers. And he messaged Brett Kissel. He said, hey, how come you did the anthem for the Pens uh, 
Anthem in a Pens jersey for the Montreal-Pittsburgh game. Jordan Eberle knows that he's an Edmonton guy. And he answered, and Brett Kessel says, what are you talking about? It's, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. So then a lot of people went out of the way and started criticizing Brett Kissel, not being Canadian, not supporting Canadian teams. Edmonton people were like, hey, why are you wearing another team's jersey? You're an Oilers fan. And he had this huge apology online where he issued out statements for everything and everyone. He covered all of his bases. And this is what Brett Kissel is so good at doing. And I, I just need to, to just say that I don't, he did not have to do this for people who got on him for people who, sh- who threw hate his way. If you, if you have any knowledge of Brett Kissel, you know, he's an Oilers fan. He has come on this show. Him and I had a bet this year. If the season didn't end the way it was. And our bet was whatever team finished with more points, either the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Edmonton Oilers, the other person had to buy that the other team's jersey and wear it the next time that they were here. Like, Brett's very adamant about being an Oilers fan. He did not have to apologize because he got a chance to go into Pittsburgh. He got a chance to meet Sidney Crosby, and he got to wear Crosby's jersey while he sang the anthem. I feel like it was so much unwarranted hate his way, and I, he did not have to... He did not have to go out and explain himself because he goes to my Canadian fans in Montreal, to my Oiler fans in Edmonton, to to the people of Pittsburgh. It's like, Brett, listen, you don't have to explain yourself in any which way, shape or form. It was a pre-recorded anthem back on February 14th. You just so happen to be invited in Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure you were there performing anyways. We know you're an Oilers fan. He's got to be happy, by the way, because the Oilers did win yesterday. And I just think that if you know him, you know he's an Oilers fan. He did it because he was in attendance in Pittsburgh all the way back in February. Just let the guy leave him alone and just be happy that hockey's back and everyone's safe and happy. Country 104. All rules are out the window at this point with the pandemic going on because macaroni and cheese now apparently counts as a breakfast food. There was a survey done by Kraft that found that 56% of parents, 56% of parents, I'm going to say that again, are letting their kids eat KD for breakfast more often than not right now with the pandemic. And what is Kraft doing? They're embracing the idea, and they're actually giving out their own special edition boxes that say macaroni and cheese breakfast instead of macaroni and cheese dinner. Are there any differences, Kyle, you might ask? No, there's no difference whatsoever. All you can do, you can win one. All you have to do is tweet out the hashtag KMC for breakfast and hashtag sweepstakes. Each box then comes with a magnet that lists off the different breakfast recipes, like topping mac and cheese with bacon and eggs or crumbled sausage. You can find a way to mix in other stuff to make a quote-unquote breakfast. But let's be real here for a second. Mac and cheese is not breakfast. I am very aware that growing up in my days, and moving on time to time, I have had pizza for breakfast from the night before. 
it's my breakfast. It's not considered breakfast, but I think that having a, a cold piece of pizza or two in the morning is a lot more common than making mac and cheese for breakfast. I don't think that's a thing, but apparently 56% of parents are letting their kids eat it for breakfast more often, not with the pandemic. Do you have any idea how easy it is to make cereal or toast? Eggs aren't that hard either. I feel like there's a lot of different things. Are do, are you having macaroni and cheese for breakfast? Please. I need to know. I'm going to put a poll up, and I want to see what the votes are. Please, give me a call or text. 519-643-1039. You having craft dinner for breakfast, like mac and cheese breakfast? My goodness. What's the world coming to? Country 104. I want to go back a little bit. You uh, you posted something on your page not too long ago. Uh, you, you did a little caption contest where it was you uh, taking a, a good old nap. You got the uh, you got the, the eyepiece on and you were just waiting for, for some of the best captions for a giveaway. What were some of the best ones that you saw there? <laughs> you know what? I'm actually going to go through them right now. <laughs> I, had pretty, I had some pretty funny ones. I actually just, um, I think, oh, no, I'm going to do it later today. I'm going to announce the winners a little bit later today, but... No, we definitely uh, definitely had some good ones. One was uh, Sonova, you know. Yep, Sonova. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think here. We had, uh, you have to sleep in the sauna. Cool, no sweat. <laughs> cool. Actually, that's a really good one. Um, that might be uh, that might be the front runner. Yeah, we got, we got a few here. It's kind of funny, man, because that picture was taken in Sweden, about two years ago, and uh, we all went to this cabin out in the woods in the middle of nowhere in Sweden, and uh, I drew the short stick, and I had to sleep in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> of all people, it's got to be you going to sleep in the sauna. I love that so much. Yeah, luckily it wasn't on, which is which is good. <laughs> yeah, no, saved you big time. And then, you know, the one big thing, I wanted to save the best for last here, but, you know, the CCMA Awards get, you know, the nominations come out. You are not only nominated for Fan Choice, but you are nominated for Male Artist of the Year. You took a big, long post to social media to express your gratitude and your appreciation. I mean, if you can kind of divulge in that again, I mean, how big of it is it for you to be nominated for two of arguably the biggest awards? It's huge, you know, especially um, because I've never been nominated in either one of those categories before. So I think it just kind of shows that we're on the right path. Um, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully we can continue to uh, receive CCMA nominations in the future. But, no, it, it was a big shocker because, you know, as I said, I've never been nominated in those categories before. It was, uh, it was really, really cool. I mean, to be in the male artist category next to, like, Dallas Smith and Dean Brody is uh, – it's uh, it's definitely an honor. I was gonna. I was just about to go over some of the names on this one. I mean, you're, like you're right up there in that category. So I mean, we're pulling for you here at the station. But you know, I I remember too. I think we, we've talked about this a couple of times. You performed at Sound and Music Festival in Burlington, Ontario. I can't remember how long ago this was. It might have been like six years ago, and that was my first inter- introduction to you. And since then, you know, all you've done is just continue to 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 release songs and and records. And denim on denim just hit ten million streams. I mean, it's it's been it's been a wild ride, man. It has, man. It's been it's been a, a long and winding road to kind of get to where we're at right now. You know, some people uh, just kind of climb to the top very quickly. Uh, you know, so like a Luke Combs would be a great example of that. Um, but then there's other artists um, like myself. You know, I always like to hopefully compare my career one day to Dirk Bentley. You know, he's one of those artists that just kind of continued to grind it out, continue to release great songs, and then at a certain point, things kind of just all came together for him. So. 
I, I feel like we're, we're, we're getting really close to that. We've had a good run of uh, success over the last two years, and we're just going to keep it moving. Country 104. We're asking the question, if you could describe your job as if it was a crime, how would you do so? We've gotten some awesome text messages here from some people. I'm going to read the first one here. It's from Brian. He goes, I take other people's money without them knowing, give it to other people, then threaten those people that I'll take away their stuff if they don't pay me back plus interest. That one's a pretty good one. I mean, you work for, like, it's a, you work for some sort of loan company, I would assume, right? Right there, right? He didn't give the answer right there, though, unfortunately. But uh, here's another one. I pull thousands of dollars from hundreds of seniors monthly to dispense to the working class and buy food and supplies. Business manager at a retirement home. Man, these are really good. I was trying to do this yesterday, and I, it is a lot of thought and process that goes into it. Uh, here we got one from Deb. She goes, my profession, I would call you up to let you know we're coming. I send a team to your home to stake out the location, and I will direct my team to go through your room and remove your stuff. I'm a customer care associate at the brick. Holy smokes, guys, you are crushing it. Brian did just text me and he goes, yes, I work for a bank. So we've had a lot of really good ones. And then uh, last one here, we did, uh, we got a call a little bit earlier on too. Country 104. Hey, Kyle, it's uh, just Josh calling. Uh, I'm calling about your uh, your little game that you're playing about describing uh, your job as if it was a crime. Yeah. So the best I can come up with, with is... Uh, I take things from one place to another, and no one ever asks me my name. Only what I have. Once I'm done, once it's on, un- once I'm unloaded, uh, I'm gone without a trace. Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, is it like I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna take a shot here? I'm gonna guess. So like either a truck driver or like parcel delivery yeah, driver? driver. All right, truck driver. That's a good one though. It's tough, isn't it? It's, it's very tough, especially when you're trying not to give away what you do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, yeah, it took me a while yesterday to come up with one, so I, uh, I I feel you there. But I like it, though. It's a good one, dude. Country 104. In honor of International Beer Day today, we are talking about our favorite pints. And uh, what's your go-to? What's your favorite one? What do you can't live without? And I, I got to tell you, we have gotten a lot of text messages, a lot of messages from people. So let's get into it. Justin texts in Landshark Lager or locker room lager land shark of course obviously great one was part of our um you know land shark spin the spin the wheel contest that we had to go to margaritaville never had locker room lager before though and this also this is great for me because i'm just gonna look around and get a chance to uh, to to hear and, and, and listen to some other beers and you know expand my horizons uh we got going from william he said loyal customer to my bud light listen if it ain't broke don't fix it right uh doug said anything cold on a hot day uh uh, Jose said, I work in landscaping, Coors Banquet, one of my go-tos. I'm telling you, that that it was 45 degrees. A uh, guy brought out a, Cole, a Coors Banquet before it actually came to Canada, and it just hit differently. It was just so nice outside. Uh, Tyler, Solar Corona. That was a good one. Crack Canoe, someone said, too. Uh, Dylan, big fan of Budweiser. Yeah, you know, you, you can't complain about that one. Jeff, anything strong IPA, double dry hopped, I'll be happy. Very happy. And then he even threw in the hashtag hops for days. So we got also got a call uh, from a country one of four listeners. First time he ever called in. It was Nick. And he was talking about a, uh, a, a one that he tried from PEI. Hi, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. 
first time caller, long time listener. Hey, appreciate it. What's your name? Nick. Nick. Uh, how's your week been, dude? Uh, it's been short. It's been fantastic. Short's always a good good way to go out on a week, eh? Just uh, just want to chime in. Uh, I had a beer uh, I got out from PEI. It was a blueberry ale. A blueberry ale from PEI? Yeah. Honestly, what? blew me away. They finally started stocking it at the LCBO. I think it, there's one of two. There's one that's... Uh, it's, it's been around for a while, but uh, this guy, is. it comes in a uh, four-pack a bottle. Okay, yeah, I know a few places that have that. There's a, a, a brewery in uh, Burlington, Nickelbrook. They, they sell, uh, honestly, yeah. a lot of their stuff in four-packs as well. Yep. But a blueberry beer. Okay, I'm intrigued. You got me. I, I need to start looking into this. I might even hit up the LCBO <laughs> today and, and, and find something. Country 104. And we asked the question a little while ago. You know, what's a win of the week? You know, it's it's every Friday we've been doing this now for the last, I want to say, month or so. And, and every Friday we ask the question, whether it's big or small, what was a win for you? What what can you go on a positive note heading into the weekend with? So we got a few comments and, and text messages, and I'll read a couple here. This one comes from Velma. She says, I have today off with pay. She says, I don't get paid for my vacation, though. But nevertheless, just got uh, as a bonus for working hard. And it's a beautiful day here in Newfoundland, or I think that's what NL stands for. But Valma, listen, all the way from Newfoundland, listen, enjoy the day off, enjoy the pay, maybe buy a thing or two on Amazon, grab some dinner tonight, and just relax your long weekend. That is awesome. Uh, one in from Lisa saying, my wins of the week were, one, there was a novel written by Brantford Dother, Brantford Author, sorry, it's called Just Drive. It's probably a good one that she probably wants to get into reading. And then her second win was a floor lamp and i think she got elimination game yay i'm trying to remember i'm just trying to put into perspective she just says the two things i don't know if if you got a chance to read the book if the book is close to you did you get a floor lamp did you watch i don't know what's going on. but nevertheless lisa whatever's a win you count that as a whim uh and anita texts him king size bed coming our way that is like a goal of mine and my girlfriends is at some point when we get a house we're gonna get a, a king size bed oh it's going to be life-changing, absolutely life-changing. Uh, if you've got a win of the week that you'd like to share with us, give me a call or text, 509-643-1039. Country Mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104.